Good morning, Mackinar, and welcome back to more of the League of Ultimate Questing. We've got some exciting updates for you regarding League news. For example, the Ivory Lions have just completed a season-long fundraiser for victims of wild magic, coming in at just over 2,500 gold, which will make a huge difference in the lives of many. The Towerborn are the new faces of Lachey Luxury Wagons, an exciting new sponsorship. And the Nexus Enterprise is making plans to open a new headquarters in the Free Isles, following a long series of negotiations. Will their long train of resistance to our fun for the whole family action and adventure finally come to a wrap? Storm, what are your thoughts on these exciting developments? Kip, uh, uh, Kip, you're at about a 9 or a 10 right now, and normally that's how I love you, but I'm gonna need you to ease it back to maybe a 4. A 3 would be great. Uh, you okay there, Storm? Well, I cashed in my coupons at the bottomless ale and steak bistro last night. Let's just say I uh, came in thirsty. Turns out bottomless means different things to different people. Uh, let's, it's just a, just a little too bright in here. I feel like a pinata full of sirloin and lager, but I refuse to throw up. Waste not, what not. Well, I'm just glad you had a good time. Oh, sorry. Well, Storm, any thoughts on the news? Oh, um... Doesn't seem like a very big fundraiser for a team that clears 12k a quest easy, but I guess their heart and their HR is in the right place. Nice job with the Lachey gig, Towerborn. Those are some good wagons. I doubt the free elves are gonna topple. Those folks know what they like and they know what they don't like. Respect. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm just gonna be under the desk for a little bit. If you need me for anything, just, uh, don't, uh... Well, you heard it here, folks. Big things are on the horizon and Storm is on the floor. Let's all kick back for a bit and check in on the Mortal Dawn as they prepare for whatever their next adventure will be, here on the League of Ultimate Questing. Mortal Dawn returns from what was supposed to be a luxury cruise aboard the alchemically-powered ship the Comet, which turned into a bit of an eco-terrorist fiasco. They landed safely, they walked away with their lives, and they used the magical Black Swan to transport themselves back to the outside of Lucinilli. We find the group at the gates leading back into town. The morning sun is starting to rise, and business is starting to open. You re-enter your familiar portside city. Well, that was something... I'm not used to traveling that quickly in that short of a time. I like this one. That was awesome, yeah. says Captain oh. Regina. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That saved a bunch of time and money. Hmm. <sighs> I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Reginald kept up, or is he like beating his little wings trying to get here? I am here. Oh, okay. oh whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always where I need to be. It was a funny thought. <laughs> Reginald like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I'm wondering if Maven has a uh, new quest for us by now. He seems to be pretty quick about this. I've heard that uh, normal league teams don't tend to have such back-to-back-to-back questing, but I mean, I guess we've got a good base room. And as you enter the city, you enter the Five Guild Square, and you are not terribly far from the Rot Ward where your base is. And as you enter the Five Guild Square, you see a figure jump out of the back of a wagon. Not like at full speed or anything. It's not like some stunt double. And they stand up and it's Maven. And he's waving. Oh, uh, I'm so glad that I caught all of you. I have some very exciting news. So it's kind of a big deal. I've been doing a lot of work, especially while you were gone. And well, how about I just show you? It's really neat. I think you'll like it. And 
nothing's written in stone. If you don't like it, we can always go backwards on it. But I think it's pretty rad. You're killing me with anticipation. Well, let's go take a look. And you take a very brisk wagon ride back to the Rot Ward. And as you approach the fish refinery, you realize that the bottom half of it has been completely renovated. There are some working crews that are packing things up and moving off from what was a job site. And it's painted very beautifully. There's a very deep purple that wraps around the outside of it. There is a crest hanging on the outside that looks like the League of Ultimate Questing logo. But it says the Lounge of Ultimate Questing. (laughs) (laughs) My God. I I would have called it the Mortal Pawn, personally, but that works too. (laughs) Well, let me explain. I managed to save a lot of money doing this by making sure that the League was slightly involved. I still have set aside a good amount of space for you to have workshops, uh, a training area if you wish to utilize that. We had a lot of floor space, to say the least. But the central area is at the time being renovated into a sort of sit-down diner and bar. And the league itself is going to be paying for the staffing and resupplying the foods because it's going to be an open invite to members of the league to sit and rest their feet as they enter in Lucinilli and catch up with each other, compare notes, watch recent episodes. I've installed a very large scrying screen and we have everyone's favorite cook is the new head chef. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I think it might generate a little bit of revenue for us down the road once we test the profits. Hopefully we can be in the black within a few seasons. Oh my, Maven. I think you've outdone yourself. I love it. Well, the idea just kind of popped into my head and I figured what good way to subvert a lot of the funds it would require to convert this completely into some sort of utilizable space, but have a large corporation sort of take the backbone of it. Oh, please tell me there's a good, like, performance area. Please. I do have a stage. There are many bards that are members of the League of Ultimate Questing and a chance to kind of perform their magic and their spells is a great... It's both a training hall and a place to compare notes and... And make friends? Oh my gosh, these dark, tall and mysterious, scary... I mean, I'm the tall one, actually. These mysterious, (laughs) scary, dark folks. None of them are very cuddly. Sounding a little racist there, Arvid, not gonna lie. Oh. It came off just a little weird <laughs> as, as, as oh. Artyom and Haruthax are both like looking at you. You know, you know what they meant. It's okay. Um, I mean, you know, literal coming out of the darkness, dark. Oh. Coming from I just open my hands like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm fine now. That's I'm just saying it, there's not a lot of hugging and camaraderie. Um, I'm just excited I'll get to be able to uh, hang out with some people other than Chris who will actually, you know, like me. I think Arvid with a little, like, kissing booth, but it's a hugging booth just in there, just, like, standing there, like, smiling, waiting for people to come up and get hugs. I love that. Well, uh, we should be open in the morning if you'd like to rest up. I already know that there's a few people who are very interested to come say hello. Oh, please tell me the the Sons of Starlight will be here. They're on the list. Oh, I'm ready. That wasn't a very hard quest. Well, glad to hear it. Did everything go all right? Nope. No. No. (laughs) Yep. I guess you can't knock it out of the park every time. Mm. I'm sure you did your best. Everybody lived, and if we were there... They wouldn't have. Well, then, that's important. Except that one elf that got eviscerated (laughs) mid-sky. I don't think they lived. I wasn't counting them. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, I still have some more work to do in finishing to rearrange furniture and find some imports for ales and make sure Jean-Pierre has the menu ready, but uh, I have all the energy in the world. So please, make yourselves comfortable upstairs, and I will note that the smell is completely gone. Save for what Morty supplies. And And instead, we'll probably be having the smell of vomit and, uh, what, other people? Well, this is a lounge, not a Rodgut bar. I think people will be pretty classy here. I do not know the difference. Well, we'll take you to some more bars in town. There's some nice ones, too. You guys live in a bad neighborhood. That's where the workers and sailors tend to overdo it. Yeah, is there a fresh district somewhere instead of the rot district that we can <laughs> relocate to? Yes, I think you're thinking of the Silver Precinct. It's as fresh as they come. <laughs> mm. 
And uh, you guys can make your way up the stairs, and there is some food waiting for you, mm. and your beds have been made. Why is it that every time I go into the sky, something bad happens? <laughs> is this bad? Uh, I guess it could have been worse. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's easy to call this a failure because we did not uh, save the ship 100%. But keep in mind, we were attacked. If we were not there, they would have been dead. Also, I'd like to point out, we weren't hired to keep the ship in the air. We were hired to be on the ship while it stayed in the air itself. Da, this was supposed to be a, what is word? Stunt. Da? Yes. Maybe it's yes. gone. <laughs> <laughs> just, I snap it, maybe even. <laughs> Nothing. Reginald just stares at you. It's <laughs> uh, a little head shake. I, I am a bit tired. I think I'll just lay down for a little bit. Or? Or? Or what? Or we could fight. Da? No? Da. Yes, come on. It's okay. Uh, 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 okay. I, I grab Chris and start pulling them towards... Actually, he said that there's more open space mm-hmm. downstairs. Yeah. Oh, wait, shit. That might actually destroy things. Uh, You're welcome to use the roof for spell stuff. I'm going to go to the roof. <laughs> uh, yes. It's... Go on. It's okay. Oh, okay, fine. You remember when I was bleeding yesterday? Yes. Yeah, it's... it's going to be like this. Oh, I don't... <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Well, well, look who's fully clothed. <laughs> Not for long. Show's about to start. Show's about to start, folks. Popcorn, peanuts, lemonades. I take off my uh, my armor. Mm-hmm. He whistles. All right. So I thought out of it a little bit. And I'm curious hmm. to see what you can do. Okay. But why are you naked? Well, because, uh, I don't know, it feels more appropriate. Sure. Ruthax is like, finally, someone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, what do you have in mind? I want you to hit me with your, uh, what is it, chromatic orb. Sure, do you have a preference? No, whatever works for you. I don't actually want to hurt you, though. Oh, baby, I don't want to hurt him. Just hit me. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Chris is going to get a little fancy. He hears the audience out there. So he does, like, a little, like, twirl dance thing, and he's fires off an ice chromatic orb okay cool um i'm going to as it's coming at me hit it with a like a uh, what's the word firebolt i guess okay a uh, scorching ray there we go in fact i'm going to send one at it and then two at him oh all right so there is an explosion of spells that shoot back and forth as you are scorched by some fire and you are hit by the shrapnels of ice from the exploding chromatic orb oh so this is how you want to play you waste too much time with your fanciness don't get me wrong. I think it's excellent. And given that we are on the... Right in the middle of that, he's going to thunderstep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And reverberates and thundersteps. And he has his crystalline claw just kind of caressing his neck. So is this what you had in mind? So yeah, Chris explodes and disappears. And right behind you, you just feel his claw like brushing the side of your neck. Gotcha. Nothing personal, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Memes. Yeah! Um, I'm going to... The second he like tries to like do any amount of touching, I just mm. warding flare, um, mm-hmm. and then just sidestep out, pull out my shadow dagger, and put it to his neck. All right, do you have a response to this? Ooh, quite impressive. Uh, I do. I'm going to release a thunderclap. Okay, so yeah, there's just this back and forth. We're like vanishing, ducking, and rolling. Knife comes out, then an explosion of thunder pushes you away, and you're just squared off, both kind of smoking with this magical energy. Good. Well. A lot louder than the one between yeah. <laughs> Artyom and Arvid. <laughs> thunderclap, thunderclap, thunderclap. There's thunder like clap. a little bit of crack in some of the ceiling spots and all of the like gravel stone has been shoved away in th- certain areas and scorched. Hope that's not the big problem for the uh, new uh, event. Oh. Morty's just hiding under a bed somewhere because of all the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, look, I understand that you have a, your own way of doing things, and I want you to feel as free as you want to do those things, but sometimes you cast spells, you spend your time doing things that maybe aren't going to help everybody. Hmm. I want to hear you out, but I don't know what you mean. I think you worry more about about being cool and doing interesting things than doing what is practical and effective. But that's okay. It makes us uh, famous. It makes us successful. Mm. But sometimes we're going to need to work together. Mm. You cannot simply be maverick doing whatever you want. You taught me that. Sure. So, you really seem to like combinations. Oh, yes. So I'd like to try something. Oh. Oh, I'm interested. Yes. Um, I'm going to pull out a flaming sphere mm-hmm. just from all the residual heat on the ground and it just kind of boils up and, and all the steam and everything and just collects and then boom, now there's like this basically a sun on the roof. Why don't you blow it up? Okay, blow it up. How exactly? <laughs> Whatever you can think of. Maybe shatter, maybe maybe prismatic orb with your uh, ice. I don't know. But what do you have? Hmm, well, a shatter fireball went well in the show, but um, let me try something a bit different. Hmm. I'll just, uh, I'll twin cast a chromatic orb, like, from each side. Mm-hmm. With an ice? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So they impact with it, and you see they explode as they hit the fiery surface of it, which diminishes the fire quite a bit, and there's a large crack of energy, and a bunch of steam fills the air. Like, for just a brief moment, the area is very obscured by this sort of steam energy, um, and you're imagining standing pretty close to it would be pretty hot and hard to see for a moment. Is this what you had in mind? <clears throat> yes. I think if we're going to be in a situation where we have lots of enemies, we should start coordinating better. Sure. Especially since my fire and magic tends to be pretty, uh, how do you say, environmentally dangerous. Mm. Do you think you can uh, make another one of those fireballs? I just want to see what happens when we shatter it. A couple more I think I can do. All right. And you do experiment with it. You get a good shatter off. It, for a moment, fills the area of the shatter with some extra fire. Um, It does tend to diminish the power of the flaming sphere, but they do, in conjunction, create this sort of large thunderous burst of heat. Mm -hmm. And you play with some more spell combos. You realize things like if you want to incorporate a hypnotic pattern to lock people in place, you could ignite them in a fireball without them being able to really get away. Mm -hmm. Or you can utilize entangling roots as thunders and, and shatters get dropped down on top of people. You find all kind of interesting spell combos to sort of help you strategically on the battlefield. Cool. Good. Thank you. Spazibo. Very cool. And you return, and I imagine, unless otherwise stated, these two are probably starting to fall asleep. Even though there's like thunders and explosions like up on the. fucking (laughs) dull. I'm used to the thunder at this point. (laughs) Right. So there is, in fact, not a storm outside. It was training time. Arvid is definitely suspicious about um, why he had to get naked, but not. It's going to be a. It's going to be on his mind for a while. <laughs> uh, and exhausted from the trials of your airship and the training, you all find a deep slumber. And in the morning, you wake up and you think you hear the sound of just very soft music coming from down below. It's very muted. It's not loud enough to like keep you awake. But now that you're stretching and kind of becoming aware of your surroundings, yeah, this is like a soft three-part music thing coming from down right below your feet. Hmm. I go downstairs naked. <laughs> Sweet. Well, loincloth. Right. <laughs> And as you do, you enter what looks like a fully functioning luxury lounge tavern. There are purple and gold tablecloths over some small round tables. The bar is very finely polished dark wood. There's a series of lovely bottles behind it of all different kinds. Um, There's a few kegs in the back that look like they're ready to be tapped. And there's a smell of food coming from the kitchen. And you hear the sound of just like someone singing in this hobgoblin-y French language. And Maven is there checking over some paperwork and kind of sliding some of the chairs a little bit. There's what looks like a group of three young humans dressed locally, just playing some music up on the stage as a mandolin and a flute and a fiddle. And they're just kind of tapping their feet and getting a feel for the aerial space and he says good good just like that you're good to play all day right you'll get some breaks and everything but do you have any friend performing oh artyom 
Oh, Artyom. Well, technically, you're partial owner of this space, but uh, not common to go into taverns in your small cloths in this city. I didn't think there would be people here in the morning. Well, no customers yet, but we're just sort of testing out the ambience. I think the sound travels pretty well. Duh. Very well. Shall I take you on a tour of the back? I look down at myself. Duh, okay. And he will lead you through the back hallway where there's kind of a locked door and he hands you a key to the locked door and says, there's one for each of you. And the long stone hallway leads to a series of doors and he opens each one. One of them looks like it's kind of a like an alchemy lab, very bare bones. It still needs a lot of equipment, but there's definitely like some beakers and vials and some components up on the wall. He opens up another one and it looks very much like a very sterile, polished metal, like a medical lab. And then the last one's just a large stone room with some circles painted into the ground with some very generic wooden weapons hanging on the walls. This is nice seemed utilizable we can convert these to other things offices or whatever you need this was just what was available for a good deal mm-hmm. Ugh, i'm tired can i get you some coffee jean-pierre made a pot i don't drink coffee all right i do <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me yes any more information about what is happening with the draft i have been looking into it last i heard the corvair sword was tightening the screws pretty hard and was trying to compile a sort of i'm not sure what the military term is but a sort of dossier on who's involved and what their intentions might be but it seems like the people that he captured were just foot soldiers they might not know as much as we would hope but i'm keeping my ear to the ground the draw society is not well communicated with the above world Okay. Any word on my armor? Oh, yes. Uh, She's taking it in right now. The job is being done. Should be done, I'm not sure, within a week, probably. I don't want to tell her how long it takes, but we can also transport it here magically if we're willing to make a small investment. Okay, I can do this. Uh, Tell me, do we have another request coming? I have some things in the works. They should be here soon. It seems like you took on a lot of jobs all at once. I just want to make sure the next one is going to be a good payoff. I like work. I like lots of work. Very good. I can keep them coming. I'm going to good put on pants. I like that as well. Harudax <laughs> is coming downstairs. I don't. And just passes Artyom on the way up. And Maven gives you a key. So that's to the back. There's a medical lab, an alchemy lab, alchemy lab, <laughs> an alchemy lab, and a training quarter. Oh, well, great. I- I'd go check out the alchemy lab. Uh, it's way more fancy than what you're used to, but it seems like it has potential. Okay. You could definitely utilize it well. I might be able to make some potions in here. Uh, Maven. Yes. What about the greenhouse? The greenhouse. Yeah, could we get the greenhouse? Uh, I think it would need to have some direct sunlight, maybe on the roof. I turn and I look at him and I'm like, one of our party members is like a sunlight cleric. I don't Mm -hmm. think sunlight will be a problem. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, I will look into the logistics of that. Okay. Maybe a little garden people can enter, make some money. (laughs) He's always like thinking financially. Yes, yes. Yes, I like that. You make some notes. Mm-hmm. Topsoil and... <laughs> At which point, Chris will come down and be like, oh, oh, that is beautiful. Oh, Maven. Maven. Christ. Oh, it's Coffee? so lovely. Thank you. Oh, I'm dying for this. Jean-Pierre has breakfast coming. Oh, oh. bon nuit. Oh, Jesus. Bon nuit is a pot hits the floor. <laughs> And uh, very soon, there's sort of a full English breakfast brought out, just like rich baked beans with sausage and poached eggs. I'm back with just the pants. <laughs> I was going to say, important for setting the scene, is Chris in or out of pants? Because so far, oh, we've been he two is, for no pants. He is fully dressed. He is ready. And as everyone sits down to breakfast, you notice that some people start to mill in through the door. Business is open, and it seems like there's been some reputation and PR done to make sure that this is a kind of a illustrious grand opening. Oh, amazing. And the first group you see walk through the door are three very similar-looking elves. They all have long hair. One of them is very dark-haired. Uh, one is pale, closely cropped, shaved head. And the other has long, mussy brown hair with, like, vine tattoos all over their body. And it is the Sons of Starlight. 
Chris immediately gets up to go greet them, like shake each of their hands. And they take your hands very softly and say, Chris, it's so wonderful to see you. It's amazing to see all of you. Thank you for everything you did for us. We're very excited to learn about this place. I think it's great to be able to mingle with other teams. I mean, we're not even hero-ranked yet, and we get to sit here and perhaps learn some lessons from a hero-ranked team. What a treat. Of course, we'll be in the down season for a bit until we can find a new member, but we're not in a big hurry after the traumas we faced. Are you committed to it being an elf? Well, it was a family business, and I think our father would have something to say if it was not a member of the family, but we're open to it. Hmm. There's an elfling that might work for you. An elfling? Oh, the young will. The young miss that we saw on your Duh. last quest? She held herself well. Well, I think she's above our ranking, but that certainly would be good. We could certainly use a specialist like that on the team. Saida's quite a powerful wizard, and for our ranking, that is. Viesa's a fantastic fighter. We elves are pretty keen at stealth, but no one is a specialist amongst us. Why did your other one retire? Uh, they did not respond well to the risk to their lives. Um, their death was quite gruesome, and I think it left them a bit traumatized. Maybe this is cultural thing? I look at everybody else. I haven't um, died before, but I imagine death is pretty rough. I mean, we all kind of died when we went into that guy's head, uh, technically speaking. That was a pretty traumatic event. They have horrible dreams, uh, revisiting their demise and feeling the pain once again, and they don't think that they can compose themselves well on the battlefield. Psychological trauma. Not to diminish the struggle or anything, but this is common for us. For Draft, I mean. Hmm. We, we have... Uh, <laughs> Our, our natural development, we have things that keep us alive, maybe beyond the point where we should. Most of our clerics are built specifically to bring people back from the dead so that they can continue to work. Well, the elves of Ilasar definitely have their hands pretty well into the realm of resurrection magic, but it's not a normal thing. It's pretty rare in our lives. And uh, the beast that tore them asunder was quite vicious. I see. I'm sorry, I'm used to 16-hour work days until you die and then get back up again. I haven't heard that part of Drav culture. I know a bit of the main hives, but your people are still a bit of a mystery to us. I'm quickly realizing this. And uh, you see uh, a few more people enter into the bar. They look familiar as well. You recognize the members of the Broken Ballad, all four of the living team members. Well, hello. It's been quite a while, hasn't it? Open for business? Uh, yes. As the uh, Dwarven Ranger, Darl, walks right up to the bar, giving each of you like a pat on the shoulder on the way there. Give me your strongest drink on top. It's a thirsty journey from Dornheim. And uh, the, uh, the tabaxi cleric comes over and she graciously kind of bows to each of you and sits at the table and says, Please, tell me of your exploits since we crossed paths. I've been most curious. We've been too busy to be watching the Scrystones. What have you done? A lot. <laughs> Fallen out of the sky a few times. Maven is perhaps too good a patron. We've had five small quests and I anticipate he will probably be coming up with another soon. Five? Fascinating. Wonderful. We were on an airship. Yeah, so that was pretty great. There was a, a really good time with RTM and I. RTM attempted to, <clears throat> let's just say, like, goes into a very detailed um, <laughs> hands up and moving everywhere description of RTM and Arvid uh, being Trappies. attached by thorn whips. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, the eagle tangle. <laughs> yeah. That was our last adventure. And before that, there was the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. And they're captivated by this, and they catch up, and they, they buy you all a beverage if you want it. 
and uh, people start to mill in. Some regular people come in, and everyone's kind of like awing and whispering, like, oh, League of Ultimate, it's the Mortal Dawn. That's the broken ballad. I thought they were disbanded. No, no, they're back. There's definitely like a degree of celebrity people coming out specifically to witness your group, even just like having breakfast and into luncheon time. Is it only League members that can come in here? Are we an exclusive club or? Basically, League members get like a big discount, and okay. they're always welcome in. Like, even if it's like full and stuff, they'll okay. kick out. But pedestrians are welcome to enter while business is not a booming. But considering it's early in the day, business is kind of booming. And the musicians begin once more, and the air is just filled with music and festivities. Oh, I love this song. Uh, so Chris will take a minute and say, Thank you all. Thank you very much for our opening to the, uh, the illustrious Lounge of Ultimate Questing, working title. <laughs> I hope that you all really enjoy your stay here, enjoy the food, enjoy the music. Uh, and if anyone wants to join me in a little dance right now, I would be more than welcome to it. Awesome. So, And I imagine your voice just carries magically yes. as though over a loudspeaker. Yes. Awesome. And you get some cheers from that. And uh, the tall, deep red-skinned sand elf from the Broken Ballad eagerly kind of scoops you up into a dance and begins doing a very a very dexterous sand elven dance on the dance floor and you manage to keep up because you're a good performer but they are strong and they are leading and it is very complicated footwork i love everything about this can you roll to see if it's hot <laughs> it is very hot Ooh. i don't even really roll it's hot at a certain point i'll go up and get my full gear and come back <laughs> cool cool RTM comes down in their full regalia. And at that point, uh, you notice a lot of the crowd is like looking out the window and whispering. And there's kind of a group forming in front of the bar. Like some more people are waiting to come in and you see people kind of like cheering and you hear the sounds for like people asking for autographs and things like that. A figure strides in with like just the cheering from behind him. And it's a very tall, thick necked human with short cropped blonde hair. And he has a symbol on his uh, tabard that is a large white lion's head with three blades crossing through it. And he has his golden pauldrons and just fantastic metal armor and a shield and sword on his back. And you all recognize him from just your time watching the League of Ultimate Questing. He is uh, Sir Miles Avendar, team captain of the Ivory Lions, one of the only legendary ranked teams. Is that Sir Avendar? And he's got like the perfect cleft chin and just like a little twinkle in his eye as he steps in. Oh my. <laughs> and he's like waving out the door and says, please calm down everyone. Thank you so much for your patronage. I'll be out later. And he kind of closes the door and like, whew, I'll never get used to that. Hi there, I'm Miles Avendar, team captain of the Ivory Lions. This place is great. I've been watching you all. You're doing a good job, I gotta say. He takes his shield and hands it to whoever's sitting near him. Like, Maven just like takes it. He's like, oh, well, all right. And this guy has a little bit of an ego about him, but he like pulls out a chair at a table with people at it and just kind of sits down Riker style. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Steps over the chair, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, Mr. Avendar, your voice is very beautiful. Do they have you do um, those commercials? Do you? Yes, I recently did a commercial for uh, Hellman Shoulders for male problems. <laughs> you know, chain mail, scale mail, plate mail. It's hard on your skin. I've never had this problem. You must have a great complexion then. I look at him with my like <laughs> literally covered in scars and burns and things like <laughs> right. that. And like. I dot clerics for that. Believe me, I've gotten my share of scars on the battlefield. You can clean them right up if you wish. Every scar is a reminder of suffering. Hmm. That's one way to look at it, I suppose. You do your branding, I'll do mine. <laughs> like uh, Arvid sitting there talking to him with the Domain Farms hat. Like, on yes. the, <laughs> she's like talking yes. about helm and shoulders. We've got a straw hat. <laughs> uh, and Arvid is definitely putting a lot of effort into kissing straight up, you know, right, right up there. 
<laughs> kissing straight up. Right up there. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Deep, deep up in. <laughs> <sighs> well, the team's in a bit of a down season, and that's okay. It's not like we can get any higher ranking than we already are. A little R in our time, I thought I'd visit Lucinilli, the gem of the north. I spend all my time in in lakes. Haven't been here in a while. It's a little messier than I remember, but it still has its charm. As he's saying these things, I like slowly grab Chris by the arm and just slowly tighten. <laughs> you should have seen it when it was full of fish. Trust me. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? You're embarrassing us. What? Well, who's this big guy? And Morty's like staring at him, like kind of confused. Like Morty's not sure how to feel about this guy. He's got like a weird energy about him. Morty, it's okay. Come here. This is uh, this is our friend Avendar. Hey, boy. Yeah. Good pup. And Morty's kind of awkward around him. Just gives him a little pat on that. Then kind of goes behind Arvid and just sort of sits down. Guess what? Morty's short for mortal dog. Isn't that clever? Mortal dog. I don't get it. Oh. Does he die a lot? <laughs> um, you see, with a mortal dog, he's a mortal Oh, the name dog. of your team. Well, that's yes. clever, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Mortax leans over to Archam and says, It's a little weird that uh, Morty doesn't like him. Animals usually have very good intuitive senses for people. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I shake my head. <laughs> well, I'm going to go do some drinking and mingle with the other teams, but if anyone needs an autograph, I'll be here for you. I have a magical pen. It'll never come off. And he says, tucking it into his shirt pocket. Ah, getting up and taking one of the drinks with him that wasn't his. <laughs> <laughs> Can it please be something disgusting that Haruthax was drinking and he mm-hmm. just like tips it and he just sets it down and keeps walking again? <laughs> as soon as he walks away, I'm just not quite being quiet, but just say, what an ass. <laughs> Something about team captains, it's got to be. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, Chris, do you feel a little tug on the back of your, your long jacket? Yeah, wait, um, yes. And there's a gnome standing behind you. You're not sure when they milled in. Um, they have like rolled up sleeves, kind of a little business striped shirt on and a tie. Very finely cropped pencil line facial hair and a slicked back hair. They say, you have a minute to talk? I'd like to speak with you. Um, yes, what is this regarding? You're Chris Agrand. This is your place, right? You're one of the owners of this business, right? I Technically, yes. Can we have a little sidebar over here? He points to one of the empty tables. Sure, but maybe I should get Maven or the rest of my team. I mean, if you want to, but this is kind of between you and me. Nothing personal or anything. I think I will grab... Uh, who wants to come with me? I think I'll grab Arvid. Yay. All right. Arvid, uh, can you come here a minute? Okay. Yes. Bring Maven. Uh, and uh, Maven? Maven? You see him like talking to some people? Uh, yes, Chris, what's... Um, over here, please. Oh, uh, I'll be back in just a minute. Uh, please try the eggs they're delicious and he goes over and joins you and says oh i see you've met our friend pilda pilda surefine pilda oh yes i'm sorry yes no it's fine yeah i think he wanted to speak with you that's right yes i wasn't sure what about i I thought that at least a few of the members of the team should be here i respect your business precaution and i look up to it Ah, that's a gnome joke get it Uh, i don't get it Um, (laughs) short people okay well I'm the owner of a very fine business known as Surefine Bourbon, mm. one of the highest suppliers of bourbon in Lucinilli, not to mention all of Leone. And we're looking for a new face for our business. We understand you're fond of the drink. Oh, yes. Cherry bourbons, wasn't it? Oh, yes. It's so delicious. Well, we might be able to work out a commercial deal with you if you're willing to do a few for us. Uh, we'll get you a 50 gold starting signing bonus and as much free bourbon as you want. That sounds delightful. Yes, I'm interested. Boom, that was a quick yes, I like it. <laughs> well, maybe I can get the paperwork signed out with your patron later on this evening, and uh, sometime in the future we can shoot a commercial here in Lucinilli. Yes, of course. Fantastic. Well, if you order a drink at any bar, make sure it's Surefine Bourbon. All right. Aged to perfection, just like Chris the Grand. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's great. Did he call you old just now? I... No, he called me perfect. Aww. <laughs> I 
like that's that's Chris's takeaway. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and Artyom, I would like you to roll me a perception check, please. Okay. That is a twenty-two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So anytime someone like comes up to the team and wants to pull someone away or talk to them, there's a little bit of alert that comes up, even if it's in your own bar. Um, and you notice like there's a lot of figures like milling about, dancing on the dance floor, ordering drinks and finding tables. There's a figure who mingled in at some point, and they've been sitting in the corner for quite a while, in the shadows with their back turned just a little bit, trying not to garner any attention. They're wearing kind of raggedy cloak that's pulled up over their head, and they just seem to be avoiding eye contact with people and sipping at just a glass of water. So I look over at them. Are they watching anybody in particular? With the perception you got, you can tell for just like a split second, they were looking over their shoulder at where you guys are. And then they look back down in their drink and just kind of sip at it. I'm going to lock. I'm going to stare right at them and wait until they look up at us. They like glance for a second and just immediately stare back down at their drink, not looking up for anything. Very nervous. I look at the rest of them who are all presumably busy and then just walk over to the table. And uh, you hear a loud gulp as they set their drink down. So, uh, how have you been doing? And you look up and you see a familiar, well-worn, elderly drav face. There is braided, tight white hair pulled back, wide, thick jaw, very broad-shouldered, rotund. It's me, your uncle Lorshed. Uh, I know this is awkward, but I thought maybe I would uh, come and find someone that I knew. Stay very calm. Okay. Stand up. Yeah, okay. Keep smiling and walk into the back room. Okie dokie. <laughs> I just, I kind of like put my hand on him, but I've got like my my thorn wand in my hand as Ooh. I put it on him. Okay. And I just kind of put it there. Ouchie. That's okay. Everybody's nice, good friends, no? Uh, he doesn't say anything. He's just quiet until you get into the back. Ruthax is like standing there eating eggs and sees RTM going to the back and just kind of bless as he walks by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. hmm. I don't know All what's right. going on there. Bless. Nice. So you're, uh, you're just like, oh, bless. No, no, no. I cast bless on bless you. So like, heart. All of a sudden, you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it. Somewhere quiet. Very good. Uh, what's the... I'm sorry to intrude. I what? did not want to cast its shadow in your busy life. What in the hells are you doing? Uh, things things are not good back in Drogondrav. I can imagine. They've never been super duper, but... Uh, <laughs> I thought it was time to make a move. You know, shit or get off the pot, as they say. How did you get out? Uh, there's been a lot of outsiders coming lately from the other hives. Uh, there's been a lot of extra guards watching the, the deep root fields and, and the alchemy wards. Uh, there's been some distractions, so I found a little window. And after Bushka died, I figured I have no more family left there. Save for, you know, little Artyom. And... I made my escape. I found my way into a very strange, dark cavern. Seemed to go on for a long time. Uh, voices and shadows. And uh, the first thing I saw when I come up is Artyom's face on the screen in the town. And I've been up here for uh, maybe 30 days or so, trying to make my way here. I wanted to see my little Moyle. I don't, uh, I don't believe that you simply wandered your way into the surface. Oh no, I almost died for certain. Okay. I'm like looking very frustrated and like rubbing my face. I'm just like, Uncle Losha had a strong back, very tough. Did I know that uh, Babushka's dead? Oh, yeah, she died a while okay. ago. Good, just checking. Look, I don't know what you're doing here, what you want from me, but I don't owe you anything. Of course not. I did not come to ask for favors. I just wanted to check in on Artyom, and the surface world is. It's so crazy. I figured 
I should find someone that I know at least to maybe ask the questions about what to do, where to go to find a life, work, anything. I am a hard worker. I may be old, but I still have strong shoulders. You're not old. I'm sorry. Uh, this is um, this is a lot. This is much to deal with. I was hoping to wait and maybe just keep an eye on you, but uh, not interrupt your big party. What do you know of the plans? The plans? Of the other hives. <laughs> uh, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Hive Thar is making moves to take over the other hives. Word has come that they have already taken over Hive Kilvirbon. Say nothing else. Okay. This place cannot be trusted right now. I will get my team and we'll talk to you soon. Meet me at the Gaffin Slasher. Ah, uh, where do I find that? I'll give him quick directions. Okay. I go at night, yes? Da. You look good, Artyom. But uh, you look kind of cooked. Like maybe you'll be in sun too long. Are you okay? I'd say that your estimation is accurate. And I am very okay. Okay. I will uh, leave your party and I will go and hide somewhere where it is dark. Uh, I'm not going to ask for any money. That was very intentional. <laughs> but I have learned how much the people up here care about these little coins. Duh. They're everywhere. It is absurd. It's like termites climbing from one pocket to the other. It's ridiculous. I don't even understand it. Why do you have to give these stupid coins to people? So yeah, that what you am I going to do with this little piece of gold? Ugh. Worthless. No, no, you go, you go. Do not go in sewers. Okay. Sewers are dangerous. Trust me. Got it. Okay, I'd kind of just usher him out. Sure, and there's a back exit, so he kind of... Okay, well, good to see you. I come out, and I, I'm assuming Harithax is watching us, or like at least watching the door. I probably notice when you come back out, yeah. I lock eyes with you, and I look at the rest of them, and just kind of head n- tilt. Chris, Arvid, come here. <laughs> oh! <clears throat> Hi. <clears throat> yes? Uh, well, so Artyom just saw another drow, and he just left, and no one looks like they got stabbed, which is great. Progress. <laughs> but clearly he wants to talk about this, so let's go. Um, I'm going to go outside somewhere. Okay. Just to leave them as anywhere that where there's not shit or walls or anything nearby. Totally. Do you want us to ask Reginald to not follow us? Yeah. He's buzzing around inside. He'll stay with Maven for the time being. And when you leave, you see a crowd like peering in the windows, like all like whispering to each other excitedly, but they're not paying attention to you. Right. So, you might get to meet some of my family. Oh. No. You remember your excitement when you met your cousin? Uh-huh. Worse? What? Hmm. Couldn't be. Didn't you say you had no family? That is complicated. Didn't you say you didn't want to hug me because you have family or something? No. You, you love your family and they're great and then... No. no. You're I very confused. No, I don't think he's ever said those words in that order. <laughs> I believe you're missing the point. I think you have some information about what is happening with the draw. Oh, Important information. I don't want him to talk to us here because I don't know how connected the League of Ultimate Questing might be with the, the information disappearing from, from Reginald's histories. I, I cannot afford to have this kid spread. But this is not League Quest. And I'm not asking you this is your captain. I'm asking you this is your friend. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I like the MD as much as the next guy, but why do they get to have all the freaking fun? They got free tickets to a luxury airship cruise, they got a big old puppy following them around, and now they got a partial ownership of a bar. Not just any bar, but a league-sponsored lounge available to teams to congregate between quests and mingle with fans while they wine and dine. Mmm, that's my kind of pub. You think they're hiring? I make a mean whiskey sour. 
Well, I wash a mean dish. Back in school, they called me Soapclad Thunderscrub. Well, no need to work back at the house dorm. You can just go visit whenever you want, as a customer. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just always wanted to work in a bar, smoking in the alley, drinking after your shift, bouncing doofuses. I know it's a weird dream, but I don't know, I should check it out. I'm overdue for a trip to the Ivory Coast. And who knows what kind of mysterious and exciting interactions the team will have with guests from near and far. New faces, old friends, potential foes, and perhaps so much more, right after these words from our sponsors. Hello, I'm Maven, team patron of the Mortal Dawn. We've recently renovated our base of operations into a full-service bar and restaurant, focused on fans and teams of the LUQ. Exclusive menus prepared by renowned chef Jean-Pierre Goblin, local beers on tap, and a wide selection of spirits and wines imported from all corners of the Five Kingdoms. Live music, local teams and celebrities, and an exciting waterfront location in the Rot Ward of Lucinilli. Join us for the grand opening of the Lounge of Ultimate Questing. We could all use a short rest. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, all you cuties. Not a whole lot of hot new information for you here today, but I'm still going to do the housekeeping anyway. Um, first off, I want to thank everybody in our Patreon. You guys are absolutely the coolest people in the entire God's damned world. In particular, our legendary team, Jeff Emmons, Dave Mladenoff, and Isaac Davies, our newest boy and the best boy. Thank you so much for upping your subscription. Uh, if anybody else wants to be a part of the legendary team, literally all it takes is a $25 a month contribution to Patreon, and we're probably not going to allow that many people onto the team. So the first ones here is the first ones that get it. We should have a new episode of D20 Questions going live this week. Uh, that is the week of the 11th. If not, then it'll be next week, but very soon. Uh, and that's with uh, d the aforementioned Dave Mladenov, who uh, we had a fantastic time talking to and has some of the coolest stories that he mentions in this D21 side. So definitely worth checking out. Just a reminder, I am going to Japan in about... Oh, man, like 18 days. Oh, geez. Yeah, so I'm leaving on Black Friday. I'll be gone for two weeks. I don't know if that's going to cause a gap or what. We're still trying to figure out exactly how we want to handle that. But I just want to make sure everybody knows just in case there are any issues. Special thanks again to everybody who contributes and helps us. This is kind of the greatest thing I've ever done with my life. I deeply, deeply enjoy this, and I honestly want to make this my career. If you want to help that happen, the best thing you guys can do is go out, get people to listen, spread the word. If you know any famous people, give them this show, and hopefully they will spread it as far and wide as possible. Uh, and if you really want to give us a direct contribution, uh, Patreon's a great way to do that. That funds Slapdash Studios and all the projects that we do. But beyond that, I just want to say I love all of you, and let's get back to the action. 
We all know how important it can be to own your own home to help improve your own life. But it's not as easy for all of us. You can have your down payment, you can have good credit, but sometimes there's an alignment check. And those of us with evil alignments are immediately disqualified. Just because we choose to live our life for evil, we don't deserve to have our own property. This ends today. Call us to find your own plot of land in a gated community with other like-minded individuals where evil is expected and only good alignments are turned away. You have a place with us at Sinister Plots. Home is where the heart is, even if it's full of hate. So the group re-enters the Lounge of Ultimate Questing as the party's really starting to kick off. And it's starting to get almost evening time now. And there's social energy on all different tables, different groups forming cliques, and everyone forming kind of a circle around Sir Miles Avenor, wherever he goes, which seems to fuel his machismo. Um, and he is, in fact, signing autographs. Even if people don't want it, he'll just like walk up and sign the side <laughs> of their shirt and be like, <laughs> One day I'm going to be just like him. Don't. <laughs> Morty whimpers a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to find Maven. Mm -hmm. he's just buzzing around like a bee making sure everyone has what they need and... we're going to be taking a quick step aside when the sun goes down he just looks like right in the eyes and says I understand we should be back in a couple of hours no problem I have plenty on my plate right now good I cast guidance on Maven oh hey <laughs> <laughs> fills out some paperwork really quickly it won't last very long but he seems he to be doing a lot it. of socialing Master Arvid uh -huh. can you ask Morty why he doesn't like our legendary friend oh Morty's just shy isn't he I don't know. He's usually so friendly. How could anyone not like Avendar? Uh, Morty doesn't, apparently. Because he's an ass. <laughs> what? He's very friendly? He's a chort. Look at him. Turns and like his smile sparkles just a oh little bit. Oh my gosh. Oh. He's, he's so charming. <laughs> he's what? Chort. They look a little, little devil. Little, little stupid little imp thing. A chort. Chort. Come on, you and your children, your parents don't tell you of chores? I've never heard of such a thing. Duh. I mean, I've heard of actual imps. Duh, okay. But this makes sense. Duh, he's under dark thing. Don't worry about it. Sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, we can ask Morty what's up. I'll use the speak with animals spell and ask him if you want. That's your call. Yes, Christ. I shall. Morty. So Morty and Arvid go to the corner so you have a little few minutes to use your ritual of speak with animals. Where you look into each other's eyes very intently for just a few minutes. Marty's just like wagging his tail as he stares at you. <laughs> Until finally he just like kind of looks up and realizes that some kind of magic has gone off. Ew. He's sniffing the air and says, so much food in here, Arvid. When for me? When's my turn? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't think to get you something. I will really soon, okay? Maybe right after I ask you um, a quick question. Uh, <laughs> you seemed a little bit shy of our friend Avendar. And he looks over across the bar and says, bad smell. Like he didn't take care of his um, business well enough or like... I think this is good smell. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Too many scents. Many scents. Hmm. Are they recognizable scents for the most part? Uh, some of them. Uh, you know, like when you jump in the water and it's really cold and you can't see anything for a second and you swim and you swim and you swim and it's cold and your mouth gets full of water and then you can't breathe. But then you go up and you can breathe. But then you look down and it's dark. It smells like the darkness. Oh, oh, wow. You're relaying this to us? Um, yeah. I will the second Arvid tells me that. I'm going to take my wand mm -hmm. and hold it and point it in his direction. Nothing. <sighs> the gods for it. Do you think maybe he's just been on too many quests? Maybe he's just been on a lot of quests. You know, right? We all are a bit scarred, but if that's what Morty said, uh, that's concerning. I mean, how many secrets can the captain of one of the largest teams in the league possibly have? I'm sure there's some sort of 
a database that we could access that would tell us literally everything about his life. This smells. This smell, as you describe it, sounds conceptual. Not a thing. Not a. Not something that gets stuck to you, but something else. What? Everything smells. Everything. Does uh, getting your hair brushed smell? Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever smelled this smell on anyone else? Ask him. Yes. I can't ask him. Have you smelled this on anyone else? Mm. Anything mm. like it? No. Can't think of anything? Mm. No. Sunshine. Smells. Hmm. Does Archim smell like sunshine? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cute. Um, does magic smell? Yeah. Huh. Sometimes smells pink. Smells blue. <laughs> Hairbrush smells prickly. <laughs> You're starting to think that every sense is just smell to our to our. That's yeah, fair. That's what I was Morty. thinking. Yeah. That's adorable. Okay. Darkness. Um, thank you for your help, Morty. And Arvid will go over and uh, order Morty a nice big um, ham bone. Ooh. Ham bone. As in. <laughs> that is how Morty likes to get pet. Just oh. a ham bone. <laughs> over his butt. Many dogs. Many dogs appreciate that mm-hmm. pet. The butt whap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, ham bone. <laughs> I guess ham hawk is what I meant, huh? Yeah. I don't know. It's a bone too. <laughs> Very good. Morty's happy with that. I'm getting waves of Schweinhoxen. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> the terror. Okay. Super cool. Yes. So I guess the the sun's starting to go down now. It is. Yeah, the evening and the party seems to be picking up a little bit, but it's getting dark. You think you can tear yourself away from your idol? <sighs> yeah. You sure? Yes, I can. I'm glad to help you folks. Should we go in disguise? I still um, have not gotten to show you guys my ability to change. Have I? I don't know what good that would do here. You've been a we goat a couple times. Do just... you mean disguise yourself as an animal? No. Hold... Like like a, another guy. A lady, even. I Hold suspect on. that no matter what happens, you cannot disguise me. So probably not going to help us. Are we going because we don't want to be followed or because we don't want to be recognized? We're going because we don't want to be overheard. Okay. Hmm. Wasn't this bar full of halfling spies the last time we were there? Duh. And halfling spies do not work for the League of Ultimate Questing. Well, I, that's a fair point, I suppose. And they quite possibly hate us. Duh. Hmm. And there is an honor among their criminality. The man has an intention to hurt us, but... This does not pertain to him. Whatever is going on here, it has to do with the draft. And that has nothing to do with the halflings. Mm. I guess we'll find out. And the group sets out into the night, pulling any cowls up if they wish, or disguising magically. <laughs> so, Artyom, we're about to meet your uncle, right? That's what you said? Duh. But it doesn't seem like you're too happy about that. Duh. So, where I come from, family is very important and we take care of each other. I thought there was something like that in your um, working slave camp or wherever you grew up. Imagine you love your family more than you do. The kind of love that uh, if you needed to, you would die for them. Imagine watching as your entire family works themselves to death for nothing. Nothing but the gains of others. And then imagine you leave them forever. Leave them to their suffering. It is not that I do not want to see my uncle. It is that I do not want him to see me. Well, I suppose I can kind of relate... Um, if not to that um, extent. Okay, it's just hard bringing up old memories. Not too dissimilar from your feelings about your family. Yeah. Why didn't your family come with you when you left? Getting one out is hard enough. You can't just leave? No. I thought you just... Wait, what do you mean you can't just leave? We are slaves. We are owned. Leaving requires that we run from these slaves. In addition to this, we have to make our way through the Drexian shift. I believe you know something of this? Yes. I thought you just stayed there because you were all working yourselves to death for the greater good as part of society. No. 
and no one left because it was very dangerous. If that was the case, then the scars on my back would not be there. Oh. Mm. I didn't know that, Artyom. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. In my time there, I was doctor. But doctor also means poisoner. Any assassination that was performed by the people in power was more than likely done by me, whether they knew it or not. So you're fairly valuable to them. They must have been pretty upset when you left. I was. Mm. I do not know how they feel about me now, but I cannot imagine it is good. The drive are not good with uh, forgiveness. It's a good thing you're keeping a low profile then. Duh. Mm. It's a bit of... (laughs) (laughs) He laughs, yeah. (laughs) You laugh, but there's a bit of safety being in the limelight, as it were. Duh, I'm now an asset to the League of Ultimate Questing, and I'm an asset to you. If I'm killed, somebody will care. Um, so what do you plan to do with him? Are you going to keep him in the house with us? I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do with him. He shouldn't even be here. I don't know how he got out alone. Mm. Let let us be frank. He is an old man and he is not very, very powerful. I had something to guide me. I had my own skills and talents and a lot of luck. Are we worried this is a trap? This is giving me uh, flashbacks of the ballroom. This could be a trap. Hmm. But that's why I ask my friends here. Uh, Chris is just going to pull Harthox aside. And say, so, Harthox, uh, uh, see, this might not have been so bad. This is, uh, he called us friends. It seems like a big switch from the other day, but I'm not going to look a, a gift horse in the mouth. And as you approach the Gaffin Slasher on a familiar, long, wide street, you suddenly become aware of the fact that there are many halfling eyes upon you. Uh, and there, outside of the tavern, you see a figure kind of huddled in the shadows near the front porch of the business. Yeah, yeah. Little mole. Duh. Uh, maybe not, maybe not here. Uh, I'm sorry, they wouldn't let me inside. Uh, they kicked me out for not have money. That is okay. Are these your friends? I saw them on the, the big screen. <sighs> Deada, this is, uh, Christ. Yes, hi. This is Harodax. Hello. These are weird. What's your version of hugging when you meet each other or a handshake or what do you do? Nothing. Oh. Hello, I'm Arvid. <laughs> I, I am Loshed, uncle to Artyom, uh, big from underground. Do they know? A little. Okay. Uh, if you have the money, they might let us inside. But I, again, I don't want the money. You don't have to give me any of it. Uh, that is okay. I go inside. And you make your way inside. And despite the fact that there are eyes upon you from all angles of the bar, um, no one makes a move and you find a table in the corner that is unoccupied no one asks you any questions i lead loshed into the corner proper he scoots in as far as he can and makes sure no one is next to him when he's sitting down keeping physical distance away from anyone good um i'm gonna kind of suggest that you two uh that heart attacks and uh chris flank him and then arvin and i will sit on the outside will do uh, i'm not getting used to how close everyone is up here i feel like my bubble's been popped. <laughs> that is fair. Artyom, things are not good in Drogondrath. The only reason I make it out is because they are dying. Who is dying? The guards of Despindir. What do you mean? House Thar, they're everywhere. They keep coming. They keep taking lives when they come. I think they're slowly si- siphoning their way in to take over. I mean, it's not like they don't practically own us anyway, but they're becoming militaristic. They're becoming violent. Constantly. Have there been no plays, no murders? No, nobody's getting assassinated? Oh, there have been many assassinations, but they are calling the weak. 
What are you saying? That the murders and assassinations are a good and normal thing? Da. These families, they get the powerful. If you have dozens of, of, of powerful mages in positions of power, then, then nobody can stand up against the houses. The houses must be capable of keeping themselves in check. You lived in a strange society, Artyom. Is it any different from uh, your house Cubis and the other people who try to kill each other in poison, no? Uh, slightly, but it's really not that different, yes. It's just louder, I guess, more often. Mm. <sighs> it is hard to leave, but it just feels so different up here, you know? I feel like the shackles, they're still on me, yes? Artyom does not owe me anything. Uh, I don't want you to think I'm here as a beggar. I am just looking for some guidance in this strange land. Family in Drogandorov is rarely anything more than who you sleep next to before they wake you up to work. Uh, we make sure each other are fed, and we patch up the wounds of the fallen. But uh, there's not a lot of time for uh, familial celebrations and... <sighs> Every day is a celebration. Most of the family has been passing. Violently? Via the poisons? Volkovs were never the biggest group to start with. Uh, we tend to find our ways into trouble and... Mm. Uh, thin our own herd, as it were. Uh, <laughs> I know that, that is not wrong. Ugh. It was very scary when you left, because we thought maybe they took you and took you to the other hives so that they could use your... Uh, you've always been so good with the medicines and the, the tinctures. They didn't stop you from telling me to keep my head to the grindstone. I tried to keep you safe. If you stay in the fields all the time, then you are a worker, not some noble. The... I used to wander off, grab random things, uh, practice with alchemies and medicines and things like this, and Jaja was out in there to uh, pull my ear. Hmm. Standing out is not good for you. Here, though, up here, look at all these useless coins you make. Look at all the people who know your name. It is fantastic. When was the last time you ate? Oh, um, I do not have any money. When was the last time you ate? <sighs> Two, three days. Oh, so you're probably not that hungry, but still, i get you something. <laughs> I wave to a waitress. Does anyone come? I've been curious if anyone's even approached nope, our table. No service yeah. of any kind. If you gesture for someone, then one of the human servers will lock eyes and be like, they kind of look to the bar. The bartender is a halfling, just kind of slowly nods, makes their way over nervously. Um, what can I get for you all? Get him, uh, whatever the biggest thing you have is food-wise. Oh, okay. She looks in the back again, shrug, writes it down. Anything else? I pull out my money and I give them about, I, I count like the, the, the wait staff and the cook staff mm -hmm. and I give them a gold coin for each of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, um, I guess I'll leave your tab open then. Order whatever you want. Duh. Wow. And she takes it back and you hear the sound of commotion from the kitchen as food begins to go on. How much is that? Uh, the employees tonight, there's probably 10 of them. So 10 gold. Yeah. That seems about right for a busy night at a bar. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, the hives I'm worried that the biggest is starting to uh, become the fish that eats the smaller ones. But I do not know where this confidence came from. There's always been a very tense barrier between our peoples. Suffice to say they're using magic of some kind, but I cannot get into detail with you until I know what your intentions are. Ah, uh, I come to look for work, to make money, and maybe be like uh, the people up here. Like I say, it was very scary when you disappeared. We thought they took you and used your skills for their horrible big hives. Yeah. It would have been said. Although it would have been good for you. You would have slept in bed with feathers. You would have had servants to give you baths and bring you food. I have bad news for you, Jaja. The soft beds are not comfortable when you slept on stone your whole life. Yeah. Even the soft earth, it seems so strange here. There's no rocks. They're all buried. Yeah. 
So what kind of work are you looking for? Well, I've been a deep root farmer all my life. I tend to the rothy. I'm pretty good with animals. Uh, strong back. And uh, I mean, I'm no expert, but I know how to uh, motivate people. I was sort of a line... Uh, what is term up here? Taskmaster. Taskmaster, yes, for some of the cleans. Uh, lots of deep roots. People need to stay organized. You fall down, I pick you back up again. Hmm. Chris is going to turn to RTM and say, like, oh, what do you think about him maybe joining Regina's ship? No, he would not do good in this kind of environment. Repetition is best. Something, mm. something simple and hard. Mm. Honestly, he could probably work in the lounge. But that is not my concern. He could always join the circus. He's exotic. Sounds like he's good with a whip. <laughs> he would do well in circus. <laughs> what is this circus? Yeah, it's a place where a bunch of people make asses of themselves in exchange for more of those coins. Ugh. Um, I'll do the work. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will. They do work hard. They do need to move lots of heavy things. You've inspired me. Uh, I hope that more Mordrov choose to leave. Maybe they take this war as a chance to escape. I do not know how will this would go. You understand, I, I came here with the intention to get away. And uh, the drafts still have this mindset. It's a dangerous mindset, and it's not good for them. Yeah, that's true. The above world was a mystery. I thought I would die. I really did. I thought it was time to either make a move and find my own demise or be kept alive for all eternity. The... But here you are alive. It's something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they bring out like this big like truncheon of like baked bread with stew all in the middle of it could probably feed like five people it's like a party platter <laughs> i was gonna say yeah some sort of appetizer platter i'm sure mm. is the biggest thing there's always a shit ton of food. a giant kind of party baked pie like you see on british bake-off cool mm. <laughs> mm. oh my god it's like mm. is this butter duh oh, and carrots yeah butter uh. is everywhere here oh. these people eat it by the fistfuls amazing it costs nothing it's not good for you, though. Make you not work hard. Make you sloppy, big like Lushet. <laughs> it's no. hard to get fat on beetroots, but I do it. <laughs> you do make it work. <laughs> he worked hard even at that. <laughs> He's just shoveling it in. Tell you, if you want me to go away and not bother you and your friends anymore, I will simply keep on walking. I will find something for you. He should probably slow down if he's not used to food that rich. It's going to make him sick. <laughs> oh. Is this true? No, you have, we have strong stomach. She will be okay. Oh, good. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe things coming out, not so good, but going in, you'll be uh, fine. I, I always trust my little mole with uh, the medical things. He's a smart boy. Is he calling you mole, like, underground, you know, with the digging uh, hands? Yes, this is a, this is homonym. It's a cognate, but it's not the same word. Uh, it it uh, means moth. Moth like little flutter, flutter bice. What does that mean that the moths on your underpants are your name? You have your name printed on your underwear? <laughs> yes. Uh, is, it is kind of, uh, would you say, insult? No, nickname. This one, always drawn to the glowstones and the phosphorescent funguses. He could not stop going to them like little moth to fire. And then they started playing with fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute, though. It's like underground version of a little butterfly. Duh. That's so adorable. More butter. Is this another creep? Is this something we eat? <laughs> this is what they use for for little uh, bugs, and I do not understand. They are not like butters, and it's not this way they fly very well. They name bug after milk? I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, where do you want me to hide until you figure things out for old Lushet? I want to be out of the way. Can you think of anything? 
The only thing I can think of is our, is our bedroom, but that seems oh, dangerous. Actually, Chris is going to pull our team aside mm-hmm. just for slightly. Maybe he can be our little spy for Maven. I'm sure Maven has many things that need to get done in many places. I was going to say the same thing. It seems like Maven knows a lot of people and has his fingers in a lot of pies, as it were. If your uncle needs work, I'm certain Maven could find something. But you're saying spy for Maven or he watches Maven? A spy for for you, for Maven, on Maven. Gotcha. Maybe being a personal taskmaster, as it were. Someone so directly connected to Artyom might not be the best spy. Duh, it'd be obvious. But I do like the idea of having Maven put him somewhere. Duh, I like this. Fantastic! <laughs> Very good. I'm just imagining him with the bread bowl just drinking <laughs> this <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go near our place. Uh, I'll give him like a description of some mm-hmm. alley or something like that. Stay there, mm-hmm. and we'll have some come, come find you. Okay, do you want me to wait till maybe you go bye-bye for a little bit, or just follow? You stay here. And I slide another 10 across the table. Use that. No, I cannot. Uh, you will, because uh, I abandon you. And in exchange, I think 10 gold is fair price. For the record, Artyom, we were sad that you were gone. But we were glad that you were free. Artyom just uh, looks at him and just kind of nods. Doesn't seem to say anything. I'm not good with emotions. I go. Uh, <laughs> I go hide under barrel. It must run in the family. <laughs> and he just kind of wanders off solemnly, like he feels like he said something awkward, and makes his way out of the tavern. I'm staring into the candle for for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see why they call you Moth now. It makes sense. The you all return to the lounge of ultimate questing in your base. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. It seems like the bar party has wound down quite a bit, and uh, it seems like they're shutting down the shop for the evening. Maven is seems like he's getting ready to leave for the evening, and there's an older woman with him and a younger man, um, and they seem to be very intoxicated and kind of clinging to him, mm-hmm. and he seems to be having a very good time. He says, oh, you're all back. How, how'd you think? Oh, he's a little intoxicated. I have someone you might need to find work for. Oh, uh, absolutely. You just will talk in the morning, and I'll get it ready. He's in the alley. He's in the alley. Um, all right. Uh, would you two give me just a moment? I need to deal with my my friend here. And he sends them off. They, like, go to the wagon. You hear them, like, giggling and cavorting in there. He's in the alley. Okay. What? Please tell me what I need to do. I look at the rest of them. He is my uncle. Oh. Artyom. How did... Th- Never mind. I will find him some lodging for the evening. Long term? He needs work. Work, of course. Um, I think he is like Shark. If he <clears throat> stops moving, he simply dies. I see. Well, this is a big city, and I know some people in the industrial district. We can find some work for your uncle. Let me look into it. But for the time being, I'll put him somewhere safe and quiet, yes? I assume he has the same needs that you do, or you did some time ago? Duh. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'll look into it. He has a bit of an awkward wagon ride ahead of him. I'll take him with me. But I'll be back in the morning, and uh, we'll talk about future quests. The driver used to... Uh liaisons in your company i will still try to excuse me behave myself (laughs) (laughs) and uh he stealthily goes back to the alley and you see a dark figure with that same kind of ratty cloak on duck into the back of the wagon and it takes off into the night you guys ascend the stairs as the party winds down everything's shut down you see a kind of a phosphorescent light turn on that says closed as you are walking up the stairs morty stops and he sniffs at the door and he starts wagging his tail and he says something something inside yeah wait 
Hold on just a moment. Okay, um, should, should there be, like, sneaking? Oh, I could be invisible and shit. Okay. Okay, can I just step past Morty and listen at the door sneakily? Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, we'll just say you don't quite hear anything. Okay. Morty's just sniffing at it and wiggling his butt. We should uh, set it up. So, or should we charge? I don't know. I'm not good at this. I oh. think the only thing we can do at this point is simply open the door. Okay. I gesture for you to be on one side. I take the other. Point to you guys on either side of us and just get push the door open. Weapons or get our weapons or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I assume you guys are sure. readying gear. <laughs> and as the door slowly swings open, you see a figure sitting at your table with a couple of candles lit, well lit up, not trying to hide themselves. And it looks like a very lovely elderly woman who's wearing a suit of white leather armor that degrades into a very kind of lovely gown. She has short, almost spiky white hair and very pale jewelry. And she has uh, two rings on her finger. One of them is gold. And one of them is purple. And she speaks out as you open. She says, I'm very sorry for the intrusion. My name is Lady Lurie, Commissioner of the League of Ultimate Questing. And I come to you with a job. An interesting series of events pave the road for the Mortal Dawn's immediate future. Old friendships grow. Potential rivals hit the scene. And faces from the past emerge from the shadows. I can't wait to see what kind of quests come next for our Hero Rank team, and now, restaurant tours. Real talk for a sec. This is a reminder that family is important. It doesn't have to be like your blood family, and it doesn't have to be a good relationship. You can cut people out, or you can work hard to stay in touch, but I feel like it's good to remember where we came from. To better understand how much we've grown and who we are now. You know, I think I'm gonna go see my nam nam tomorrow. Maybe visit my sister. Maybe send my dad a letter. How about you, Kip? Getting any heartstrings tucked for your family? You never talk about it. Wife? Um, husband? Parents? Kip? 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 No, no, Kip. Come back. Kip? Kip? Ah, oh boy. Um, uh, join us next time for the League of Ultimate Questing. Kip, you missed your outro. Kip, that's your thing. Okay. Okay. Hot. No. times. <sighs> That's. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm very. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm very excited that I that there's family. I, oh. <laughs> it's the best part of things. If the shows uh, when you start getting into uh, yeah, into character was, backgrounds. It's time it's to like... pull up everyone's shit. Also, a little little shot. <laughs> he's, so, he's so exactly. What he is. <laughs> he's great. He's a great foil to your character too. Mm. It was just like, hey. And it's getting to like relive all of RTM's figuring out how shit works. Again. Yeah. 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 It seemed like a fun thing. And I let you set the tone for how family works because I didn't want to take any narrative out of yeah. your mouth. So that that, that we, we seem to conflict a little bit there. So in my mind, family was like ultra tight. Like without without family, you basically die. Well, and it also would be a translation thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, hey, all you ill you cuties. Thanks for listening. Uh, and I just want to go around the table. I'm going to start with our awesome... Uh, Zach, oh, I, yeah. it's me. Hi, I'm Zach. Hi, I do it. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm Zach. I play Moll, the uh, cleric of sunlight and suffering. <laughs> um, I'm also the tech director and sometimes editor for League of Ultimate Questing and Slapdash Studios in general. And I also want to thank Tori Christensen for our most the, mostly full time editor at this point. Woo! Thank Yay, you, Tori. Thank you. We love you. You're notorious. Oh. <laughs> Perfect.
Why are we going we this just, way? We always go in this circle. Is, oh, it's this just is, always, always going. Okay, I'm fucking it up. All right, and I am Alante, and I play Chris Zagran, the crystalline sorcerer. I'm the Michael. I play Haruthax. I am Sam playing Arvid. And I'm Law, Dungeon Master and Creative Director of Slapdash Studios. Cool. Well, as you may or may not know, new episodes go live every Monday, and bonus content goes up on our social media every Friday. Check out our Twitter and Instagram or Slap the Dash or Slapdash Studios on Facebook. Please check out our site, check out our Patreon. You know, there's some cool stuff there, like the Harwithox episode and character sheets and magical items and other cool things. And your support is amazing and it helps us keep making new episode and our web presence and the amazing equipment and everything. Um, yeah. And also you should know that Zach and Law also make D20 questions where they get their drink on, they get their geek on, and they get to chat with cool people in the gaming industry or friends and you know, just get to have lots of fun. So you guys should definitely take a listen. We recently actually had a massive overhaul on that too. So it's got like a, a whole new structure and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Cool. I I will definitely take a listen myself. Uh, yeah. And please, please share with your friends. Uh, growth is so important to us right now. And uh, I would love to see us to keep on going and growing and questing together. Uh, and until next time, we wish you luck.